Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Are you tired of outlining your novels? Have you ever considered not outlining your novel, spending hours and hours writing more outlines to your novels and your books? Well, today on the show, I'm going to show you how to write a novel without an outline. Hey, this is Ryan J. Pelton from The Prolific Writer. So glad that you're here. Before we get to the episode, some intro music. Welcome to The Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well. So you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is your Prolific Writer Podcast host, Ryan J. Pelton, the podcast dedicated to helping you write fast, often, and well, help you get unstuck and build a business with your art. Yeah, all those good things. So glad you're here. It's been kind of a crazy week for us. We've had uh, some power outages in the Midwest, some crazy snowstorms. So I hope that you are warm and toasty wherever you are, if you're not in the Midwest or where you're getting pummeled by snow. But we have another great episode, episode number 89 of The Prolific Writer coming at you today, and we're going to talk about writing without an outline. Yes, folks, that's it, writing without an outline. And some of you will say, that's just crazy talk, Ryan. That's just nuts. How can you write without an outline? I mean, you have to have an outline. You have to know where the story is going, because if you don't know where the story is going, your story is going to be sucky, and we don't want to write sucky stories. Well, the reality is you don't need an outline to write fiction books. Now, today we're going to talk about writing without an outline, but I want to say, I want to preface this. I want to give you a little caveat is that if you write nonfiction as well, or you uh, are planning on writing nonfiction, please use an outline. Nonfiction is very different, very much, uh, I should say, more precise, and you need an outline. Kind of need to know where you're going, because if you don't, then you're just going to write this giant book that kind of goes this way and that. But but you need, if you're nonfiction, to write out an outline to kind of get all your research together and, and keep it tight. It's just a different animal. But if you are a storyteller and you are a fiction writer, an outline is not 
necessary. And today I'm going to give you some reasons why it's not necessary. I'm also going to help you start if you want to try to write without an outline. And I'm going to give you very specific ways that I have written books without an outline. Now I'll say this, I have written books with outlines and I'll, I'll say that. And part of that is because I hadn't written many books. And so now after, I don't even know, uh, you know, 10 novels and short stories and novellas, all these things. Um, I'm more comfortable without an outline. I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to convince you today why you need to consider writing without an outline, because you're going to have a heck uh, of a lot of fun. So, so why, why write without an outline? So first it's, let me just say this. It's more fun not knowing where the story is going because, because here's the thing. If you're writing with an outline, you know exactly where the story is going. And so if your reader is going to pick up your book and you outline it out, you're basically, they're going exactly where your outline is going. And I know that many people that are proponents of outlining and I guess I want you to hear your process is your process. So don't throw things at me. Don't throw tomatoes at me. Don't leave mean comments on the interwebs or send me emails or nasty emails because I won't reply anyway, or, or even read them. Uh, but the reality is that if you know where it's going, it's not as, as fun. Now I know people that outline, it doesn't mean you don't have any creative license. It doesn't mean you never stray from the outline. I get it, but it is a lot more fun knowing exactly, or I should say not knowing exactly where the book is going, just like the reader would. And, and what I found is, is when I outlined books and I knew where it was going, I got bored very quickly. I wasn't having as much fun. Uh, I remember there's a famous Stephen King quote years ago in an interview. And he, he said, you know, he had a writer friend who who wrote the last line of the book and that's where he started was the, the actual last line of the book, the the conclusion. And he said that well, how boring that would be. You know, it's like wanting your, your cake and eating it too. Like to know exactly where it's going. He says, that's why we write. It's for the thrill of it. It's for the joy of it. It's for the juice that we get from writing to not know where these characters are going or where the story's going. And so it's just a lot more fun. It lets you just express yourself and, and go wild and go where it needs to go. So that's a really, I think, good reason why to consider not using an outline. Secondly, I also think that it saves time because here's the thing. Writers, it's hard enough to get to the page. It's hard enough to write anything. And we spend and we waste so much time outlining our books that we never actually write the book. And I want to say this, your outline is not your book. Writing outlines, writing character sketches, doing all these bios, all this stuff. I'll be honest with you. It's, it can be a waste of time because you don't really know the characters anyways. You can write them down and say, I want to be this. I want them to do that. Here's their backstory. But, but when you write the book, you're going to realize that a lot of times that's not where the backstory needs to go, or that's not where the character needs to go because certain things need to happen in the book. And maybe their backstory doesn't lend them, lend themselves to that. And it's just going to save you a ton, a ton of time. I mean, people that spend all these time, you know, writing backstories and bios and all that kind of stuff, is a waste of time. Now I will say when you do an outline and you do have these things, it can help you down the road. If you know exactly what the characters are going to be and who they are, but I'm going to give you a little tip and some tricks on how to do that actually by writing an outline after the fact. So, so it saves you a ton of time and I want you to actually write your book because this is just another form of resistance, another opportunity for us to say, I'm going to write and I'm just going to write outlines, but I'm never going to actually put new words on the page. We need to get right in those books and keep moving the ball forward. Third, I think another reason why you want to consider not outlining your next novel or your next book or novella or short story is because it's part of your growth. 
Because I think if you're an outliner and you're, you're a proponent of outlining, you say, there's no way I could, can write a book without an outline. I want you to try to write without an outline. And maybe you're not, you're not an outliner. Maybe you need to try outlining, but, 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 but I want to say that this is part of our learning process is because I used to be just a very big proponent of, of outlining and saying, you know, I got to have it all written out. I got to have every character sketch. I got to have all the settings, all those things going for me before I can write down one word. But the reality is that I wasn't really growing because I always do it that way. And so the whole thing's out there, it's already in place. And then I'd kind of get bored halfway through. And so part of my growth was to say, could I do this without an outline? And I think it, it came because I had a lot of experience because I had written 17 books to that point. Um, and, and, you know, once you write a lot, you kind of get comfortable with your own abilities. And, and so if you're just starting out, this might not be the greatest thing, but, but I want you to grow into this. Um, I want you to consider it to not use an outline. And then fourth is also really important is that many, many professional writers, books that you and I love books you've probably read are written by folks that do not use an outline. Uh, Mr. Stephen King does not outline, does not keep notes. He says that his ideas, the good ones, they just seem to stick around. And so he knows that's where the, the next book needs to go. It doesn't, it doesn't have these big outlines, you know, and, and obviously if you're writing a series, you need to write, you know, a few of those details down after the fact, so you can get your character straight and all those kinds of things, some backstory, whatever it is. But the reality is he doesn't use an outline. Joe R. Lansdale, who I've had on the show, very prolific writer, um, you know, uh, Happen Leonard series, never uses an outline. He says it's boring. Why would you do that? It's not why we got into writing. Um, and, and so just trusting the process. Lee Child doesn't use an outline either, has no idea, has no, he obviously writes the Jack Reacher stories, if you're familiar with those, those thrillers, crime series. He knows that character really well, but he has no idea what the next story is going to be, where he's going, what he's doing, doesn't write anything down, doesn't keep any notes. Um, and, and also um, Dean Wesley Smith, um, who you've heard me mention on the show, who we've had on the show as well, written hundreds and hundreds of novels, has used an outline, but he usually does not use an outline and actually uh, supports this method. And, and, and actually, I've learned a lot from him from one of his books called Writing in the Dark. I'll put that in the show notes. Does not use an outline, just has a title and, and an idea and just goes for it. And so there's just a lot of people who are professional writers who've written you know, hundreds and hundreds of books and who have sold millions and millions of copies that do not use outline. And so this doesn't mean you're an amateur. doesn't mean you don't have good ideas. It just means that's part of the process and part of the fun. And, and most of these authors, if you listen to their interviews, they're going to say it's because I have a lot more fun, not knowing where the book's going. I have a lot more fun, just like the reader, not knowing where the twists and the turns are going to come and just let the, the creative mind and the, and the, con the subconscious mind take me where it needs to go. And, and that's the fun of it. And, and part of the reason why we got into writing in the first place. So now there might be fear and trepidation and you're thinking, I can't write without an outline. That's crazy. I mean, I, where do I even get an idea from? How do I even start? I mean, this is, this is nuts. So let me give you just a real quick kind of little seven step. You could say, ask seven questions, if you will, um, or seven, seven step process to really begin writing your book. Okay. And so these are just simple ways. And again, this is not an outline. You don't have to fill these in. You just have to have a kind of have these in your mind as you're writing the book and let your creative mind and your subconscious go on its own. Because the reality is that you've been absorbing stories for your whole life. You've been telling stories your whole life. 
<clears throat> you tell them to your friends. You don't sit down and go, let me give you a lecture. Let me give you three points to my day. You, you tell a story. What happened today, right? You, you understand how the beginning and a middle and end of a story is. You, you watch TV, you watch movies. You're just absorbing story all the time. Um, so you need to, to trust that process, that it's in there. You've, re- you've read you know, dozens and dozens and maybe hundreds of books. You know how stories work and how you get from one point to the other and conflict and character and setting and all those kinds of things. Okay. So you need to trust that process, but here's a couple questions that can get you started. If you're not using an outline, simple question, simple. It's not even a question. It's just all you need really is a character in a setting with a problem. Okay. You just need a character in a setting with a problem. That's the beginning of your book. So you may not have that, that character all figured out. Maybe it's in your mind. Maybe you thought, you know, that he's kind of like this, she's kind of like this, whatever. Um, but they're in a setting with a problem. You know, they could be in an urban setting. They could be in a rural setting. They can be on the moon. They can be, you know, an, an army officer, whatever it is, they're in a setting and they have a problem. Every book is set up that way. There's a main character and they have a problem and they're in some kind of setting. And that's where you begin. So the second thing is you need a villain. So you need someone who's opposing that main character. And, and so what are they keeping uh, the main character from solving the problem? So, so that it's basically someone or something or some element or some nature, a uh, force of nature that's trying to stop that character for getting the, the thing that they, they want. And so any good villain is simply that it's just someone who's trying to oppose that main character from getting what they want. And so that's what a good villain does. And, and what's a really good villain. What makes a really good story is actually when that villain wants the same thing, but just in a different way. And, and so they kind of want the same thing, but they're, they're clashing and they're butting heads over how to get it and the way to get it. Um, and so you need some kind of villain or some kind of force that's, that's stopping the main character from getting what they want. And then the second, third thing is how you, how's the character going to try and solve the problem? And how are they going to do that? And they're going to fail multiple times, right? And so what are the ways in which they're going to try to solve that problem? And so really when you're setting up scenes and you're setting up chapters that you're just trying to do things in the book that's trying to get the the problem solved and they're going to keep failing and failing because if they don't fail, then the book's going to be really, really short. Right. So, so this character wants something, there's a villain of some kind trying to stop them from getting that thing. And then the main character is going to keep failing and failing over and over and over again throughout the story. And again, you don't need an outline for this. This is just in your subconscious, in your creative brain, as you're going through, and we'll talk more about how we actually do this, but, but, but you're with me on that. Very simple. Okay. Every story has these elements in some way, shape or kind. Okay. Now, so you got a character in a setting, they got a problem. There's a villain or someone or some force trying to stop them from getting what they want. And then the other question you want to ask forth is what is causing the character to want to give up on the mission? Okay. What's going to be maybe their guide or their inspiration to keep them, keep them going. So, so usually in a book, a good book is you're going to have something where they get to a point where they just feel like they can't do it. They're, they can't solve the crime. They can't solve the problem. They, they're not getting what they want, but then someone comes along and kind of encourages them to, to help them get where they need to go. You know, there's, there's some kind of guide. There's some kind of, kind of helper, right? Luke Skywalker and, and Yoda, right? Yoda comes along as the wise sage and the guide and says, okay, young Skywalker, you can do this. You can uh, defeat the evil in the universe, right? 
and so he wants to give up, but he says, no, I'm going to train you. I'm going to help you. And you're going to become, you know, the, the best Jedi in all the land. Right. So, so, so there's a point, there's a moment where it's like, you know, just nothing is happening. What do I do? And someone comes along to help them. So what's going to come along to help them? And then the fifth thing is, how's that character, that main character who has a problem in a setting, who has a villain who's trying to stop him from that, it keeps failing. How is he going to succeed in one more final attempt? Okay, so, so how is he going to get the bad guy? How is he going to solve the crime? How is she going to get the love of her life? Every story has these elements in them. And then six, how is the story going to resolve? How, what's the happy ending there? So, so how's it going to end? Not just after you solve it. Okay, it's good. But then like, what's the, the kind of resolve? How do you tie up the loose ends in the story? Okay. So, so with just these simple questions, these simple ideas, you have everything you need to get started on writing a book without an outline. You have a character in a setting that has a problem. You have a villain or a natural force or something getting in the way of them solving that problem that the main character is going to fail time and time again. Eventually they're going to want to give up at some point, someone or something is going to come along to encourage them, inspire them one more time to try again and not give up. They're going to get the bad guy. They're going to solve the crime. They're going to do whatever one last time. And then you're going to give it a a resolution. You're going to tie up all the loose ends and maybe subplots in the story and all the things that are, that are going on. So real simple. I'll I'll put all these in the show notes. I know I'm kind of blasting through these. And if you're listening on a treadmill, it's probably hard to to think about these things, but I'll, I'll put them in the show notes so you can come back to them as well. Okay. So how do we actually outline the book. Like what is the the process again? Now, again, we're, we're not on video here. We're only on audio. So we're going to do our best, but I'm going to try to explain it audibly, if you will, how, how I actually write a novel without an outline. Okay. So I so already have those, those questions answered. I, I know I have a character in a setting with a problem. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to launch right in and I'm, I'm going to start writing that book with this, this character that I have in mind. Now, mind you, without an outline, I don't have this, this character fleshed out completely. Um, I, I don't have every detail nailed down. I don't have, you know, hair color and eye color and backstory and all those kinds of things. Those things come later, which I'll explain in just, just a moment. But so, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, be writing this book and let me use a, a real life example, um, of a, of a series I'm, I'm working on right now. And, uh, and I have the series, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a, crime detective type book, um, that deals with cults. And, uh, and so there's a guy who's kind of a, his name is Sean Morgan and he's kind of a, a special task force, um, that, that comes in and tries to help understand certain cults that are going on in, in America. And, and the, a little bit of the backstory was he used to be in a cult and, and has a very personal, had an experience with a, a bad experience with a cult and, and escaped from one, but it was very abusive as you can imagine all, all cults are. And, uh, and so his, his task is he's coming into this, this, uh, place in, California and there's been a murder and uh, it's connected to this cult that that was around long ago. And he's got to figure all this stuff out. Now, when I started this book, all I had was this idea of some kind of special task force. I didn't have a name. I didn't have any of that. Uh, that was part of solving this, this crime. Now, again, I didn't outline that. I just had an idea. It was just popped in my head. It was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I've been reading some different things and watching some different things. And I, and it just, this idea came out of my head. And so when I started writing, all I had was this guy, Sean Morgan, that name just popped, popped in my head. And, and so again, didn't know, was he tall? Was he short? What was his background? And so a lot of that stuff was being flushed out as I, as I wrote the story. 
Um, and, and so, so once you start going and you, you got this guy, the Sean Morgan, he's in a setting, he's in, you know, Portland, Oregon, he's, um, uh, you know, wanting to, to help this, uh, crime because it's a cult activity and he's very, he's connected to it. And he's got to stop these people because he doesn't want it to happen again as it happened to him. Um, and so he's got this problem and he wants to solve this problem. Right. And, and, and so, so I'll go, here's what I'll do is I'll go for about 500 to about a thousand words. Just depends on, you know, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back to the beginning and I'm going to start cleaning it up. I'm going to start adding in what I call an adding in color. And so this is how I kind of find, I begin finding the story, finding the characters, finding their motivations, finding their backstory, um, is I just trust in the process. I trust my creative brain. I trust the subconscious. I've been digesting stories. I've been reading for my whole life. I've been watching different things and ingesting all these things. And so I can just trust that this is where the story's going to go. Here's where it needs to go. Here's what they sound like, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I come back after about 500 to a thousand words, I'm cleaning up the story. Okay. I'm giving it a little more color. I'm giving a little bit of backstory. I'm, I'm, I'm working on maybe the dialogue a little bit. And, and so I'm, and I'm doing this, not in this kind of critical voice as some have called it, um, or this nasty, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever been written, a horrible thing, but I'm doing it in my creative side of my brain, I'm doing it in my creative voice so that I can, I can clean it up and make it, uh, sound good and make it w- what it needs to be. And then I don't have a ton of cleanup at the very end of my story. Okay. So, so I'm going to come back. I'm going to go 500 to a thousand words. I'm going to cycle back. I'm going to clean it up. And then what's going to happen is when I come back to the white place, I should say the, the, the white space at the bottom of my document is now I have this story in my head and I, and I have a, a sense of where it's going to go, where it needs to go. And that's just all in my creative subconscious brain. It just says, okay, here's where it needs to go. Well, you know, Sean Morgan needs to go and talk to this person because the husband, this woman was killed in the story. And this husband, you know, obviously could, could be helpful because, you know, he saw her that morning and, you know, what did she say? What was she up to? What, why was she at this place? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so again, but I don't have, I don't have that husband, his, his, what he looks like figured out. I don't have his backstory figured out. I'm just finding that as I go in the story and it, and it becomes what it needs to be. You know, I don't need to, to die over all the little minute details. Like, well, was he from the East coast or the West coast? That doesn't really matter. Um, unless it's absolutely vital to the story. Um, and so I'm filling that in, I'm giving it color. I'm giving him, you know, a look, a, a tone, you know, whatever he is and, and telling that, that story. Okay. And so, so, and then I just keep coming back. I keep cycling back now. Now here's a little trick of what I do because you might say, well, geez, how do you keep, you know, your characters in place? You don't have an outline, you don't have any notes. Well, here's what I do. That's a little trick. And I, I've really been doing this for quite a few years now is I actually outline my book after I write it. And that's just to keep things in order. And especially as I get older, you forget things, uh, often, um, if you're not there yet, you'll get there. Uh, so, so I'll come back and I'll go, okay, his name is Sean Morgan. Write that down. Here's a little bit of his backstory. Here's, you know, where he works. Here's what he looks like, all those kinds of things. So I have that right in my document. I use Scrivener, um, which I highly recommend because on the side of the document is an actual place for notes. And I can just put in notes or if I have research, I can just put in a website link or whatever it is. Um, and, and just keep that all in one place. So when I come back to the book and I'm polishing it and looking at it, I can remember, oh yeah, he had a sister, he had a daughter, you know, he was tall, he was, she was short, you know, that, that he went to college here, whatever it was. Um, and so all those things are, are kept in order after the fact, and that becomes the book. 
And the other cool thing about doing that is outlining after the fact is that I know a lot of you write books and series is that now you have a whole kind of Bible for your, uh, your book and you can keep all, all the things in order. And so I have, a, I have a series, another crime series that's about five books or so at this point. And now I, I have all the characters, all the backstory, all that stuff in these notes because I, I had written it um, and, and wanted to remember, you know, what was, you know, the wife's name or what was that police officer's name or, you know, what, you know, did he have, uh, you know, parents? Did he not? Did they die? What was the backstory? So all those things are written down after the fact so I can just keep those in order, but I don't have to, you know, dwell on them. They're all, they're all there for, for the taking. And so just simple little notes, a sentence here, a sentence there. It doesn't, doesn't take a ton, ton of time. All right. So you keep cycling through. So. So part of writing with an outline, as I've mentioned a couple of times, is you have to trust the process and you have to trust that you understand stories, you understand that it's in your brain and, and outlining doesn't make you a better storytelling. That's just outlining. That's not telling stories. Writing actual books is how you learn how to tell stories. And so I want you to consider this because I want you to be a prolific writer. And again, how you define that is how you define that. I don't have a, a airtight definition of what that is, but, but, it, but it does mean is consistent work, consistent storytelling, publishing books, you know, more than, than one every 10 years. Um, and spending so much time on outlining is going to take away from that time because most of us, again, we have jobs, we have responsibilities. And so I don't have time to just sit and write for, you know, outlines for hours. I want to get to the actual work. And once you begin to do this, you're going to realize that you can write great stories and you don't need an outline that the story will take you where it needs to take you. And that's the exciting part because you never know where it's going to go. And I know I've heard the arguments here and there, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to argue one way or the other, but I, I, I want us to consider not outlining, uh, because some will say, well, you just get, you'll get stuck in the corner. So let me address that. So getting stuck in the corner is not a thing. Okay. That that's where you know, people say, well, you know, I get writer's block and, you know, and here's the, here's the reality. You can get stuck in a corner with an outline. Okay. Just because you sit down and you, you outline out every chapter and every plot point and all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that the story is any good. Um, that doesn't mean you're actually telling a good story. It might be a terrible story. And so when you get stuck in a corner, because I use this cycling back and going back through constantly is I rarely get stuck in a corner because what happens is after I've written 500 to a thousand words and I come back, or maybe the next day I come back to the, the words from or the pages from the day before is if I'm stuck in a corner, I feel like I'm getting stuck in the corner or it doesn't make sense is it's very easy to go back and fix it. And usually when you're stuck in a corner, it only requires a couple sentences changes here and there. Um, I have done this many times in, in my books as, as I was going through and kind of polishing it, I realized, Oh wait, you know, he, he did this or he went there. This doesn't, the motivation doesn't make sense here. So all I got to do is just change a couple lines here, a couple sentences here. You don't have to rewrite the whole book. Um, now if it's a big, huge mess and you feel like maybe that's just something I need to do that, Hey, go for it. That's fine. But you won't get stuck in a corner just because you don't have an outline. Um, because the other thing is when you're outlining, is typically when you write an outline is it's usually the first idea that comes in your head is because goes on to the end of the outline. And so, you know, Bob does this, and then he does this and then Sherry does this and then this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. Usually that's not a huge thought out process. It's just the first ideas that come in your head. Now, when you're writing without an outline, it's the same thing. 
it, it's it's the the idea that needs to be there now now here's the kind of woo woo mystical mis- mysterious thing about storytelling and i don't know where they come from but i have no idea where these stories come from it, it's a very bizarre process even if you outline you know where do we get these ideas where do we get these characters where do we get these storylines right i mean where, where do all these tv shows all these movies right there, there there's just this this kind of crazy thing about stories that we don't know exactly where they come from and so we need to just trust that that's that's the thing that's the idea that that we need it's like what stephen king said uh, i mentioned earlier in the show is those ideas, you know, people say, well, where do your ideas come from? It, it, he just says, I just kind of sit with certain ideas that pop in my head. You know, maybe he read something in a newspaper article or, you know, saw in the news or, you know, read something and goes like, oh, that'd be kind of a cool idea is do, do those certain ideas kind of stick around. And, and so as you're writing, you, you kind of get a feel for that. Are these, is this the idea that needs to kind of keep sticking around? And by cycling back through, you can make changes on the fly and clean up that manuscript. And you're always staying in your your creative voice and you're you're trusting that process. And so the more you read, I I think you need to become a reader. If you're not already, you probably, if you're a writer, you're probably already a reader. But if you read a lot and watch a lot of movies and and TV and things, and you'll pick up story and storyline very easily. It just becomes more in your subconscious mind. Um, and, And so the more you do that, you begin to to trust the process, to know that, that I'm going to actually know how to tell a story and I don't need to have every, you know, detail outlined out. Okay. You know, here's the opening and here's the, you know, the climax and the resolution, all that kind of stuff. Like that's just very wooden. And and it's really, um, historically not how people told stories that storytelling is not a formula. Now there can be formulaic things, but, but every story needs to, it goes where it needs, needs to go. And then when you get to the end, because you've kind of circled back and cycled back and make sure you didn't go in any corners is that it's a lot easier to kind of tie up those loose ends um, because you remember, you know, where uh, things go and where they went. Right. And, and so um, I, I think that's part of the gift of not using an outline is to to go back and remember, oh, yeah, th- this happened, that happened. I already fixed that, I already cleaned up that. So it's a nice, clean ending and, and it makes sense and kind of wraps it up nicely for for the reader. Uh, and that's really important. Like you want your stories to be coherent. You want it to make sense. Um, you know, when I've had feedback from, from different stories that, you know, or, or my wife, you know, being a first reader and kind of saying, Hey, you know, I didn't really understand this little part this part's a little confusing. Um, it, you know, it's easier to, to fix that early on than, than later. Um, you know, because then the whole story could go kind of go off the rails. And so, so as we wind down this episode and as you consider, writing without an outline. Here's, here's the the thing that that's, I think drives a lot of this is this thing of fear, this, this thing of resistance that we talk a lot about on the show. And many writers talk about this. It's, it's that thing when we come to the page, whatever we're writing, whatever message we're trying to tell is there's just a fear. Like, is this any good? What what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, Does it matter? And, and, and resistance just hits us. And it's like, you know, I'd rather just go walk the dog or go eat pizza or, you know, go, go do anything else, but right. But here's the thing. Sometimes, and I mentioned it and I hinted at it earlier is that outlines become just another form of resistance, just another form of fear. And that's why I wanted to give you a very easy, very simple way of starting your stories kind of, you know, in your head, just thinking through, you know, a character in a setting and, and, you know, that, that, that has a problem and, and 
you know, how is someone trying to stop him from solving that problem? And, you know, what, how do they just keep failing over and over and over again? Those kinds of things. Because again, outlining just becomes another form of resistance, another opportunity for us to actually not do the work to say, well, I got to work on my outline. You know, I got, I got to do another character sketch rather than actually put words on the page. And I think the more you get comfortable, not outlining, you're going to see it as a, as a true gift for you to say, I can actually write more books, more stories this year than I have in my whole life because I'm not spending hours. And, and you know, some people spend months outlining their books and, and Hey, if that's you, Hey, more power to you. Uh, you know, go with God. That, that is, it's totally fine. I'm, I'm not trying to convince you that, you know, this is the only way, but, but, but also part of the learning process is to say, could we consider doing it another way that we don't spend two months or a month or even two weeks outlining our books that we actually in those two weeks or those two months, we could almost have a finished book in our hands, uh, because we didn't spend all that time outlining. And I think outlining also, you know, creates kind of fear in us because it makes us insecure. It's saying, you know, if I don't have it at all blueprinted out and mapped out, I'm just going to tell a terrible story. But you see, that's, I think the opposite is that when I've outlined, I don't think that the storytelling is as good because I, I always know kind of where it's going or where it should go. And, and you kind of force it because the outline saying, you got to go here, you got to do this. But, but sometimes as you get in, actually, every time you get into a story, you realize that's not where the character needs to go. That's not who they are. Or that's where they're changing. And, and I don't want to go there. I, I, that was an idea I had a long time ago, but that's not a good idea. I, I want to go over here. And, and so you have that freedom to go wherever the story needs to go. And that's the fun. That's the thrill of writing novels. That's the thrill of writing stories. And there are tons and tons and tons and dozens and dozens, I should say hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of writers that don't use outlines and historically have never used outlines. And they've written some of the greatest books ever, ever written. Um, some of the authors I, I, I mentioned before, uh, and, and they write great stories and they, they don't use notes. They don't use an outline. They just write the story. I think uh, I even read recently Michael Connolly doesn't outline it either. He just just goes and he trusts the process and trusts where the story uh, needs to go. So no outline. You don't need one. I want you to consider it. I think you'll be more prolific in the end. I think outlining can be just another form of resistance and fear. And again, if you're an outliner, hey, that's that's totally fine. Maybe this isn't for you, but it's something to consider. And, and also I would say, you know, the, 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 the fear and the resistance thing is, is a very true thing, but also the, the method and the part of going back and cycling through is you're also going to have a lot more clean manuscripts in the end. So when you get to the end of your book, um, you know, however long that takes you is your manuscripts are going to be really clean and in really good shape, um, ready to send off to first readers or ready to send off to your editor. And that's also another, opportunity to become more prolific and to be more and to get more work out in the world is that you don't have this giant mess that's going to take, you know, months and months to rewrite or fix or whatever. And, uh, we'll talk about rewriting down the road sometime, but, um, but you don't need to because you, you've already rewritten it in your creative voice. You've already come back and cleaned it up. And so it's in really good, good shape for you. Um, and so you don't need to rewrite it 10, 10 more times. Uh, and you know, a lot of times there's no return on investment anyways. If you just keep rewriting, 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 go listen to our episodes. You'll hear, hear authors all the time say, you know, I spent seven years rewriting this thing and it, I didn't really make it any that much better. Um, and so they should have just kind of cut it off and said, it's time to time to share it or, or scrap it. Um, and so another opportunity, I think by not outlining is you can be more prolific because you're going to, you're going to write cleaner manuscripts, um, and, and get them out 
into the world. Um, and so I hope this serves you well. I hope this is helpful. And uh, I'll put all the, the questions and, and just the bullet points of, of what I do in the, in the show notes. So you can go back and look at those as well. Cause I know you're only hearing me in your, uh, hearing my voice and in your ears and you may be driving or doing something. So obviously you can't take notes, uh, but I'll put that in the show notes. You can come back to and try it out, check out the outline, see, see if that works for you. I'd love to hear your feedback. Hit me an email, uh, Ryan at the prolific writer.net and love to hear some feedback on that. Um, and so before I go a couple things, uh, thing number one, uh, thank you for all your kind uh, comments and ratings and reviews on iTunes. If you could leave a rating or review on iTunes, that would be really great. Um, or wherever you listen to the show, but I know probably most people listen to it on iTunes. It really helps get the show out in, into the world. And so thank you for all the kind comments and reviews. Um, I'll put that in the show notes as well. And also, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can check out our Patreon page, which is... Um, part of the project entertainment network. So we have about 21 different, uh, podcasts, um, and different varieties of podcasts. And so you should go check those out. But if you support, uh, the, the project entertainment network, which this show is hosted, you'll get some free stories and some free swag and some other cool stuff. So go check that out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. It helps us out a lot. We also have a bunch of swag on uh, the website, the pro the project entertainment website, some t-shirts and mugs. And if you want a prolific writer t-shirt or mug or socks, uh, there's some cool stuff in there as well. You can check that out. And then uh, lastly, if you want to uh, get some writing resources, we have a ton of writing resources, free stuff up on the website at the prolificwriter.net. Um, there's also uh, an opportunity to subscribe to the mailing list uh, where you can get on the mailing list and, uh, and get all the free resources that are coming out, stay updated on latest shows and articles and all, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and, and, but check out those, those resources. There's some, some videos up there and, uh, some other stuff to kind of help you get your business off the ground, get your, get your writing off the ground, wherever you are on the journey. And hopefully those serve you well and bless you as well. Um, so thank you everyone for your kind comments and your feedback. And if there's, as I always say, if there's anyone I should be interviewing, anyone I need to talk to, uh, send them my way. I'd love to chat with them and hear their story so they can help you and help me become uh, better uh, prolific writers. And so, hey, this is Ryan J. Pelton from The Prolific Writer. I'm so glad that you stopped by today. It's 2019. Same as always, go get those words on the page and I'll talk to you real, real soon. Every person's story has something to teach us, how others view life, how obstacles are overcome, how joy is felt, how fears are faced, how love is expressed. The Matters of Faith podcast explores individual stories of people's lives and how faith plays a part. It may not be your story, but it may help shape yours. The Matters of Faith podcast with Jay Wilburn is on Project Entertainment Network. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Project Entertainment Network. 